river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters, Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 77. Okay, so when last we left you, you had come hunting for Speartooth. Uh, previously, you'd hunted some Ouroboraxes. Yep. Which it turned, kind of inadvertently. Yep, which it turns out not tigers. And explored river, and that was about it, wasn't it? Yep. Kingdom turn, Ouroboraxes. Yep. Speartooth. Alright, and so... What Caleb does not see while he is on watch in the night is Speartooth sneaking around behind the tent, very quietly slitting a hole in it and creeping in to try and go kill Bryn while she's asleep. Yep. And now it gets a stealth check and she gets a listen check at minus ten. Yes. We should decide which dice is whose first. Let's call that Speartooth. Let's actually see it. Alrighty. So, I think Bryn probably feels like spending one of her hero points on that. Yep. Yeah. Rather than being coup de grade by a tiger. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro Bryn not being coup de grade by a tiger, so I can shuffle those for you. That would be terribly helpful. And then deal Bryn out three. Three. Muchness. She will spend one and re roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go card. can see the thing. Okay, so that is. Plus 21. Is. Loose its last bonus once it moves to the team. So. Okay, so she is just going to wake up in time for this. Uh, she doesn't succeed well enough to actually work out something is happening. She succeeds well enough that 
literally we cut to inside the tent in the tiger point of view it slits the back of the tent open there's the low rumbling growl it sneaks into the tent leans over Bryn raises its paw starts swinging it down and then she wakes up yep so it still surprises her but yep. it doesn't get to Kudagraru while she's helpless sweet uh, and now we go to initiative yep Caelan does not act on the surprise round because he has no idea this is happening. Also, he rolled a two on initiative. Okay, so that is Spencer brand new. Okay. Okay, so the tiger creeps in, reaches forward, uh, and yeah, leans in towards Bryn's neck, and she sort of turns and stirs her sleep very slightly as it breathes hot breath over the back of her neck. opens its great jaws and Bryn sort of turns ever so slightly asleep. Her eyes lit open just a flicker and then she snaps them open yep. as she sees this gigantic tiger with with uh, teeth the size of its her arms leaning over her face and she snaps too and spear tooth little bite her. Uh, very successfully, unsurprisingly. Um, <clears throat> and that she's flat-footed and all. Yeah, although, yeah, touch AC is the is the good one as a monk. Although flat-footed is actually nothing to argue with either. Um, nonetheless, Spearfoot bites into her, and I will need a nothing. I need nothing. Okay. Nothing whatsoever. You can't help me in any way. You will hear from... Caelan will hear from behind him. He's just sort of sitting there in the night. You suddenly hear this slightly awkward... Sort of just turning. Then you hear... Caelan! Half growled and muffled as if something is in her face. Yep. And then you will hear more... Noises as the fight gets more intense in the tent. Yep. And that is Speartooth's surprise round. Which alas means it's Speartooth's action. You go through both of them, and then Speartooth will claw claw bite her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's still flat footed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> claw claw. Uh, will hit with both because she is flat footed. She does have a shitload. That's right, she has a shitload of hit points. That's going to help. Yeah, she is tough. Has toughness and a high constitution. So. Uh, three, ten, twenty-two. Gets bitten. Nine, thirteen. Uh, and Brim takes forty-two points of damage. Ugh! All up. Yep, all up. As you suddenly hear from inside the tent the sound of Bryn yelling and yelping and howling as she... Caleb! Ow! Ow! I'm coming, love! Shredding noises from the tiger, uh, which then grapples her as well. It jams its claws around her neck 
And she manages to fight this one off. Sweet. And then it is Bryn. Yes, it is. Uh, so Bryn is lying prone. Yes. Uh, she will... No wonder it's hitting her. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing about hitting people while they're um, yes. asleep. Is, it's is, kind of simple. Is she, um, has she got kip up? Is that a monk thing? Uh, it is a thing that exists. It is not one that she... Um, yeah. Has. It's not a monk thing. Um, you had it as a thief acrobat right. character several, several characters ago. Right, yep. Um, she will, I think... Uh, good Lord Lydia, that was a good few characters ago. Yes, other, other Lydia. Yeah. Um, can't, she can't tumble away, she can't crawl away. Uh, she will, I think... And give it a kick the tiger and then jump up. Yep. So, Although if she's going to jump up, she could not be at minus four while she kicks the tiger. Oh, fair enough. No, so, that's all right. It's, you, if you think it's the, better to do the other way around, you can, sweetie. I'm just no, no. You're the PC, sweetheart. You dictate what's tactically appropriate for her because you. Um, well, I, I, I know what the various abilities and things are, so she will jump up first. Yep. Get attacked. Uh, gets hit, of course. Uh, takes 11, 13, another 20 points of damage. This time is as she leaps up, uh, Speartooth bites her, hooks her by the arm as she's trying to fend him off, pulls her into the grapple, and now grapples, she will endeavor to punch him. Yep, or she could break the grapple is the other thought. Okay, so she will endeavor to kick it and bite it and fend it and pull away from it. Uh, which she will grapples grapples slightly less impressive than it should be Uh, put that up later having not done my math correctly but um, nonetheless I think she still fails that 16 yeah she endeavours to kick and push and fight it away and spare her and bites in harder okay so that was bad yeah, it's called Rolling Falls. Yeah. And that is move action standard. She is done. Kaelin turns around, quick draws Gatekeeper. Yep. Moves up to the tent. Yep. Cuts a hole in the tent. Yeah, you, you just burst straight through. Like, yep. The tent is no impediment to you of any meaningful kind. It's basically, generally speaking, what you have is you don't have zips. You've got two two flaps with little ropes between them that tie them up. Honestly, at this point, I'm not sure Brid would even bother tying them. It's not like she wants the privacy from yeah. you. And as an obstacle to anything that wants in the tent, it's almost completely meaningless. So Including so- to Kaylin, because if the ropes are tied, you just burst through them. You have 20 strength at this point. Yeah, so I just step inside. Yeah, yeah, you, by and large, the tent is not an obstacle that will meaningfully impede you in any way other than sort of lines of sight and things. Yeah. Alright. And when you step inside, you see this large tiger with sort of graying, slightly graying fur, these huge spear-tooth fangs, because of course it's not merely a tiger, it's actually a saber-tooth tiger, and it has Bryn by the neck, like a small cub, and is shaking her back and forward, and she looks awful and is spraying blood all over the place. Yeah, and Kaelin will um, scream a cry of pure fury and um, bring his sword down and smite it. Yep. 
Jack Shetty can do about this. And yes, um, <coughs> as you do so, your sword emits thorns. It is, of course, an animal. Yep. Alright. Um, and that is a... It's flat-footed, remember? Cause it's yes. Uh, Presumably he doesn't have superpowers. 25 to hit. Yep. You cleave into it as the holes burn tight. And then, right. I'm assuming you don't want the acid separate, but... Uh, no. As Caleb will rapidly discover, it's a giant tiger. It doesn't yeah, have yeah. any particular defensive... It, it is, in fact, a natural giant tiger. It's not made by special weird wizard magic, so... Alright, so that is... But the Aura of Voraxes were another day, so I have actually got my first smite back. Yes. So that's... Uh, 17, 18... 21 points of damage. Okay. You swing into Speartooth and slash at him. And, and I this, can... this does about what you expect. The blow cleaves into his unprotected side. Yeah. Blood and acid spurt into it. Yeah. And um, I can't, of course, full attack him because I Because you had to run yeah. Correct. Okay. And then this is Speartooth again, I believe. Yep. Right. It will... Uh, can't do that. What's grabbing here? So it will... It actually can do that. Uh, it will claw at you and then shake her by the neck. Yep. So, claw, claw. Uh, what is your regular human being, AC? Uh, 26. Okay, so hit, hit. Uh, for 15. And 10 is 25 points of claw damage. Bloody hellfire. Yep. It's yep. a big, ancient, terrible tiger. Yeah. And it shakes Brim by the neck. Uh, it makes... do this. I want to specifically use that. So it will roll an attack at minus four against her. Uh, which it will miss. Sweet. It keeps its grip on her neck, but just kind of shakes her back and forth. It's trying to bring the jaws down and crunch, and she's jamming her fingers in and trying to push it off. Kill. And then we are back round to Brim, I believe. Yep. That is indeed. So, do you want her to slip out again, or start punching it? Start punching it. Alright. So, she is not overly discommodated by the fact that it's holding her neck. She flails, kicks, claws, elbows, and knees at it. And she will start throwing a bunch of flurries, uh, the first one of which being stunning first. Yep. She desperately wants the stunning fist in, yeah, so yeah, it will yeah. drop, drop it. Yeah, 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 drop it, yes. Okay, so flurry. Uh, and she is penalised to hit this because of how the grapple things work. She can use opposed grapples to do her arm damage, but she's trying to hit it instead because she thinks she's got better odds there. Fundamentally. Uh, and she is dead right. She hits it with the first blow. Oh, that's a good start. Uh, does it make its fortune save? Its fortune save is no doubt ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's a shame it's not will. I bet it has crap will. <laughs> well, probably good compared to other tigers, but... Uh, 15. Uh, she will actually catch it with her elbow right in the eye, yep. and Speartooth goes, 
staggers away and drops her. Sweet! She's stunning fisted it, Cobra. So she is standing, she is ungrappled. Yep. She throws the other two flurry attacks. Yep. Uh, hit, hit. And... We'll just hit with the last one as well. So she lands four attacks on it, the first of which stuns it. Wow. Yeah. She fights, you know, like a wounded animal. Yeah. Forty-eight points of damage to it. Wow! It has no. It appears to have no resistance to being kind. She yeah. hooks, bites, swings, smashes, and claws at it. Mm-hmm. And Speartooth staggers away, collapses down a bit, and begins bleeding. And begins bleeding heavily. Yep. And that is Bryn. Wow! That will do for a turn. Kaelin um, ceases screaming in fury and just stares at her in, in slack jawed amazement for a moment. And then shakes it off and moves in to mercilessly, endeavor to mercilessly chop it to bits. And she looks pretty terrible, like she's uh, at 80 out of 100 hit points. Yeah. <sighs> Fall back and drink a potion or something, eh, love? Alright. Come on, Dad, I help me kill this thing. And Kellen will smite it again. Emma, that is a really terrible roll. And it's no longer flat. Uh, no, sorry, its AC is actually probably reasonably poor because it's stunned. Yeah. It loses its dexterity, so it becomes flat-footed, and it gets a penalty to AC. Alright, um, 19... Yeah. Uh, 22. Yeah. Easily. Okay, well, we'll... It, appear, uh, it appears to be reasonably quick and dodgy, but not while it's staggering around the tent, clutching at its eye. Yeah. Um, that's 23 on the first attack. Yep. That adds in damage. Yep. All good. Uh, continue. Okay, and um, I hit again on the second attack. Yep. Um, based on the fact that I hit with the previous one. And roll um, 13 damage on that one. So I roll extremely poorly on the, the back swing. Yep. What about the rest? What rest? I've got one opponent. I can't cleave. Ah, oh, right. You've only got two two attacks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a monk. I've got a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, higher level fighters. You get your third attack eventually. Right, yeah. But, um, I don't think you're there yet. No, I don't believe I am. Uh, so, 36 is... So, it's taken over 100 points of damage, and still appears to be fighting. Um, it did not get to be all furious. So... Speartooth will lie on the floor, holding its face and going, Ah, it's done. Ah, uh, yes, because um, Bryn last Bryn round... Bryn stuns it on her turn. Yep, so it's stunned. It remains yep. stunned until 
her, until her turn begins again. Yeah, so it stops being stunned as stunned yeah, for, as its, for its action. Yeah, effectively shakes off being stunned. Yep, and it can take no action. So yeah, spare tooth roll flails blindly at the two of you for a moment, and then unblinks its now puffy eye and sits back up. And... Pair of you, uh, and Bryn will. Ow. Pain. Irori. Holy one. Help me control the pain. I am stronger than it. Focuses her chi, activates wholeness of body, and heals 32 points of damage. <laughs> fuck throwing, she's... throwing all but one of her points into it. Yeah, fuck, she's awesome. Uh, she goes back down to only being about half damage instead of four fifths damage. Yep. And Kaelin only has one tactic, but it's a good one. He full attacks the tiger. Yep. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, he might not hit with all of them now if he keeps rolling twos and sixes and things now that it's not um, stunned. But on the other hand, if he rolls a 16... Um... Yeah, that will easily hit its ACD. Yeah, yeah. On the die. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is... Um... Nineteen points of damage. Yep. Yep. Spiritooth is still up and roaring. Yep. And um, twenty-five to hit with the second one. Yep. And twenty-four on the second one as I roll nearly matched damage. Yep. That is approaching 150 points of damage. Speartooth is still going. Wow. It is a heavily gnarled old beast that looks like it is a veteran of a great many battles. Yep. It doesn't look happy. It has been cut and stabbed and bitten and clawed several times. Yep. But, but it's, it's still, still up and it is his action. Uh, it has no method of working out that Bryn is faster than it whatsoever. So, it fakes its claws forward, and then turns around and bolts. Yep. Straight out into the darkness as fast as it can, provoking the two of you. Yep, Kaelin takes a swing at it. And Bryn will start, endeavor starting first at again. Yep, but Kaelin gets a 19, so presumably misses. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, no, because it loses it, it's choosing to run uh, as fast yep. as it can, so it loses its Bonus. Sweet, okay. In that case, Kaelin deals it um, 17 damage as it goes. Because you can actually see the calculation go through its eyes. You know, I'm wounded, I'm hurt. I could still win this, but I could also just live to fight another day. Yeah. It looks at the two of you, then suddenly turns and bolts, screeching out across the dark. How many damage, sorry? Uh, 17. 17. Mm. Uh, and... Bryn hits it, and it was the stunning first hit. Uh, fails that one. And five. Quite enough. Uh, Speartooth turns and bolts off into the darkness as fast as it can. Yep. You see a blur of... 
you, well, in fact, Caelan perfectly sees a blur of grey and white fur in your dark vision. Yeah. That bolts more than 60 feet off that way and, and it disappears, disappears from sight. Okay, so it is, this is the, this is where it got up to, this is X in this direction. Yep, and can you give me a handle animal check at this point? That is a, um, 22. Okay. So in the background, you have heard your horse going a bit bananas because it can smell the tiger and hear the combat. And it's going, brrr, brrr, thrashing its legs and that. But it hasn't bolted off into the darkness altogether. So It's upset and unhappy, but it's still there and available to you. Excellent. All right. And that is Spear Tooth. It then becomes Bryn, who can't see it, but knows it must be over there somewhere, because it's bolted off in a straight line. Uh, She can bolt after it, Um, but... But she won't be able to see it, because she doesn't have a light source. Correct. She Um, could could produce one, presumably, but... um, Let's try and run it... The Beastie's not going to get away with this. Um, Let's try and run it down. Uh, yeah, the more I think about that. Uh, she would be able to see it if she gets close enough to it, because she's got she's got low well, light vision, vision as a half-elf, and it is at, you are outdoors. Yours, yeah. So you've got natural starlight and moonlight, and yeah, she has got great lines of sight, but she yeah. has got them. Yep. Uh, and she has seen it, of course. So yes. if she gets close enough to it, she knows where it is. Right, so you say get after it. Yeah. Boom, bolts into the darkness. Yep. Uh, at which point she... Effortlessly catches it. Yep. Because she moves faster than it. She's going to have to run as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, unless she wants to go bananas at this. Uh, it is... He can move... She can actually get within 40 feet of it and chuck a javelin or something at it. Well, that sounds more, you know, she may not want to melee it all alone. Yeah. She might want to get to, like, 10 or 20 feet back. Oh, no, she can't do that, because she'd still have to... She can double move 120 feet. Yeah. That double move will still... Still uh, use up her. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, not... I think not... You know, I mean, if she gets to melee with it, then she... You know, then it provokes if it runs, but on the other hand, if it turns to close with her, it's a bit of a... Yeah, no, this this is Bryn. Bryn lopes down to the darkness and sprints after it. <laughs> like a predator, sensing wounded prey fleeing, and runs up and engages it merely again. Yep, okay. Uh, she does not get the opportunity to make any attacks, but it does not have reach, so it doesn't take three shots at her as she closes. Sweet. How fast can I go if I run flat out? You're in heavy armor? Yeah. Three times your ordinary movement. So it's 60 feet. Yep. That will work out perfectly. Okay. Um, Kaelin runs 60 feet this way. Yep. Emerging 60 feet behind the tiger. Yep. At which point he can see it because he's got 60 foot dark vision. Yep. Um, and he can also, of course, roar. Unfortunately, he can't if he's running. Oh, of course. a full round action. Very true. However, he will be able to roar next round. Assuming the tiger isn't moving off again. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. Maybe I should go for my horse. Um, yeah. um, 
Yeah, no, that's the smart money, isn't it? All right. Um, Kaelin sprints for his horse. Okay. Move action gets you for your horse. Yep. If you roll a ride check, you can endeavor to fast mount it. Yep. Uh, yes, I make it. Okay, you fast mount as a free action. Yeah. At which point you still have actions left, so now the horse can move after it. Yep. So the horse is like 20, 20 or 30 feet further behind it. Correct. So the horse... Uh, the horse has 40 foot movement as well, however. Yep. So... Hold on, let me just visualize for a moment. Okay. So, you can pull this off, if this is what you desire, is Kaelin runs to the horse, leaps on it super fast with his hyper-advanced riding skill. Yeah. Um, I believe can ride the horse after it, but I, as in run the horse after it. Yeah. But I will just need to look up now yeah. for combat. Yeah, because yeah, it's always possible I need to make a handle animal check or something to get the horse to run. DC5 mount check, War horses and the war ponies can serve as steeds. Right, so horse does not need controlling because it is a war horse. Special uh, mount charges. Yeah, I see no compelling reason why you can't do this. You run the horse after it. The horse loses its dexterity to AC and a yeah. few other things that are probably not going to worry you overly. Uh, that will now put you 60 foot behind it. Sweet. Or actually less, 30 foot behind it. Perfect. Because you are... Um, the horse starts 30 foot back, but moves the same speed as the tiger. Yeah, so 30 foot. 30 arrow that way. Yep. And now you can roar at it if you so choose. Sweet. So, because it's a line five foot wide, yep. I interpreted that as I can hit the tiger. Because the tiger is large, yes. Yes. So, um, Kaelin will uh, 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 stare the tiger down. Well, of course, the tiger is kind of bookie this way. Hey, come after my wife, will you bastard? Kaelin takes a deep breath in. And Talon roars at the tiger. And a sonic line bursts out of Kaelin's throat and bursts towards the tiger. What does it do with its life? Um, it makes a DC 15 reflex save. Yep. Uh, it is not only fast, it is incredibly fast. It, the second you start making any noise, it jinks its head and its body around to look back at you. It doesn't seem to comprehend what this thing is. It just hears the loud noise and sees the grass rippling towards it. Nonetheless, it endeavours to ripple out of the way and leaps sideways and makes its reflex save. Okay, so um, I suspect that's a reflex save for half damage, but this is the first time I've ever used that ability and it uh, transpires. And under your um, Knight of Thorns rather than... Um... Yeah, I, I endeavoured to note down all the pertinent details, but I only wrote down DC 15 reflex save, not what happens if they save. So, uh, how many Knight of Thorns levels do you have? Uh, three. Okay, so... so I have one of them a day. Raw, you gain a minor breath weapon once a day, 60 foot long, 5 foot wide, 5 foot high, deals 2d8 sonic damage, at 4th level it's 4d8, uh, such a raw, a reflex save halves the damage at a DC of 10 plus class level plus your constitution modifier. Yep, so, um... Interesting. Okay, so that's actually 16 now. Yep, yep. I didn't realise it. It passes, the, it 
passes the reflex save by so many gabillion. Yeah, it's, it's not relevant. Funny. Okay, so... Uh, it, it has lightning reflexes, among other things. Sweet. But unless it has some kind no, of... No, it does not have evasion. Of yeah. Tiger road levels. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so that is 11 halved... Uh, it's five. Five points of... Five points of sonic damage. Uh, which knocks the tiger off its feet and it falls into the grass. It is by no means dead, but it is unconscious. Sweet. It's four hit points left, of which you deal at five and knock it to minus one. <laughs> I'm proud of that. That was badass. <laughs> Turns out being a knight of thorns is exactly what you need when a tiger breaks into your tent. <laughs> okay. Alright, and Brim sort of staggers over towards it. As it's now effectively bleeding out, you can now control yep. the situation. You can move at your own pace. If you have anything in particular you desperately want to do, you can do so. Yeah. Um, Kaelin will ride up slowly towards it. <sighs> I'm alright, she says, bleeding from several large wounds. Yeah. You? I'm fine. It um, only clawed me the once. What a nasty claw. And Caleb, in fact, has a giant gash across his yeah. neck. Yeah, he's fine. He's yeah. hardcore. <sighs> no, I think it has a gash, a dent in the plate and some blood under the armour style of thing. Bryn will sort of kneel down next to it. Old Hunter. Strong. Cunning. Mm, deserves its many victories. But when predators age, nature takes its course on them. Corwin would say its time is up. Alright. Kale will move up to it. Finish it with honour. Deserves it. Kale will, in fact, and hop off the horse, yep. move up to it, get the lance out, and big, big lance blow directly into the chest, yep. fast and quick and fast. Speartooth twitches, staggers, bleeds from the heart. Several large, heavy puffs of the heart flow blood out in the grass, and the tiger goes, rrr, rrr, rrr. <sighs> Old hunter, go in peace. Many hunting grounds await beyond. Caitlin <sighs> will move up to Bryn. Yeah, let me patch you off a bit. And, um, you know, apply some makeshift bandages to yep. ble- bleeding wounds. You... Oh, I didn't even hear it. <sighs> Quiet. Dangerous. Only heard it the last moment. <sighs> even then, only just. Not hard to believe it has killed a hundred men. Especially people from Fort Drelev. <laughs> Weak hunters. Unworthy prey. Simple. Easy. I they haven't um, learned to protect themselves properly. Still, have made, have left their scars, and she runs her fingers over Speartooth's body, and it has literally hundreds of old scars in it of arrows, swords, all that kind of thing, all of which are wounds that it's taken, shaken off, and the musculature is just growing over the scars over time. We need. Oh, proof of death for the, um, the dreaded Fort Drelev folks to get the reward. But we could use the teeth for that. Mm. Would you like... Fangs. Very suitable. Would you like to take the pelts for the castle? Mm. Yes. Won't find many things as old and fierce as this out here. Even by Drelev's standards. 
Spantooth has been roaming for a long time, hunting. And, um, we will t- essentially tow the tiger back to the, you know, Kel will ride his horse back and, you know, calm it down a bit and stuff. Yep. And then we will tow the tiger back to the campfire and prepare the corpse. Yep. I mean, we won't eat it because old tiger meat, not good. Mm-hmm. But, um, we will, um, take the pelt and hang it up to dry style of thing. Yep. All good. And, and, yes. and we'll take the teeth as well. You can, you can fairly easily, um, find a, um... They can't, you know, if it's got ten foot, if it's got, like, two foot teeth, there can't be many beasts or it. It has two gigantic canines that are yeah. the length of a good man's arm. Yeah, there can't be a lot of things out here with teeth like that, or at least I'd live and hope not. <laughs> no, they, they said, you know, that except its head or its teeth, as bo- both as ample proof that you've achieved this, because the theory is... If you can defang Speartooth, it's probably because you killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it isn't, you know, that's impressive enough that you can have the bounty yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have slain Speartooth. Yes. Alright, and... Rin says... Wrong end of the hunt, but still good hunting. Uh, you are gaining relationship points if you want to pull out your relationship... Points do picky. Yay! Uh, yep. One of Bryn's ones for this for Blood for Blood is hunt hunt successfully hunt old spear to Sweet. Definitely successfully done. Yeah, I'd call that successful. Uh, and while you were there, yep. uh, you can also gain this one you were due with Michaela. Yep. Which is you have used disguises and cunning to penetrate Fort Drelev. Ah, uh, sweet. <laughs> yep. My relationship with both of them rises to 24. Mm-hmm. Closer, ever closer to a thing go. Yep. More information. Okay. And that is Speartooth. I imagine Bryn's not desperate to go back to sleep for some funny reason. Yeah. I imagine the two of you sort of part, drag Speartooth back to the fire, skin him. Yeah. Um, Bryn is actually per, Bryn, Bryn says one. If you know, if you know yours for the body, then give him back. Then give him back. Cut it up. Leave the meat around the camp when we leave. Alright. So Kaylin will move the course off to the so- yeah. sides for the time being, and then, um, yeah, She doesn't leave. particularly want to eat old tiger. It's no. very, very hard, tough meat. On the yeah. other hand, something will eat it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the morning, when light comes, Francis. It's killed this many. Should track it back to its lair. Shouldn't be too hard to find straight hunting lines. So, yes. And she will indeed track it back to its lair pretty trivially at this yeah. point. Um, so she it leads you off to... Uh, Speartooth has been following you for about two hours through this hex. Yikes. Um, and, and based on the track she reads, it's followed you, waited for you to go to sleep, watched you watch for a couple of hours... 
then snuck around and endeavoured to kill her. Alright, you're right, love. This is... It was a bloody fine hunter. Like I say, higher wisdom than you, Auburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And iron will. And improved iron will. And lightning reflexes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You find your way into an entrance into a little tunnel-like path that leads deep into a valley full of thorns that is quite unpleasant to get through. You, of course, just bowl through with your ridiculous full plate without blinking. Yeah. Uh, and you find what looks to be something of a massacre site. This looks like where people have found old, have found Speartooth and bedded the beast in its den. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Um, it does look like several people have achieved this feat. Many people have come face to face with it in its den. None of them seem to have survived it based on the chewed bones that are around. Um, and you have a bunch of things in here. Um, you count at least, you count about 24 bodies in here. Yikes. And that's, that's the ones that are recent enough to still exist in yeah. some form or another. Yep. Um, you find what are clearly four full sets of Fort Drelev armor. Like the standard guard armor. Yeah. Um, there's actually several more sets of this stuff here, but this is, these are the ones that you can assemble functional sets of. Yeah. So that's like breastplates, shields, long swords, etc., etc. It's all masterwork quality, all actually quite reasonable. Yeah. Um, and then you find somebody dressed in buckskin, dressed in buckskin and that sort of thing, who looks more like an actual hunter or a trapper. A lot of his gear looks magical and untouched by the elements. And when you look at it, you have a magical longbow. A magical quiver. Sweet. And two magical arrows, one of which is knocked in the bow. Very nice. (laughs) And that is what you find. Okay. Um... I believe we will liberate two two sets of the Fort Drelev armor. Yep. Because it seems like the sort of thing that might be handy for Michaela's disguising purposes. I'd argue with. And um, we will, of course, take the magic bow and arrows. And then we will um, spend a day in this valley. Because um, Kaelin is going to bury these folks. Makes sense. Although you probably don't actually need the armor for that because Drelev's mercenaries are now such a hodgepodge bunch. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay, that any, that. any sort of armor you can produce will work effectively enough for the job. Yeah. What I will do is take one set of Fort Drelev armor because Kaelin's armor is so distinctive. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I'm thinking about... Well, the Kaelin actually disguises your armor as well. Yeah, yeah. what she's doing. Uh, the, um, so what I'm gonna do is, um, probably just set up a basic mass grave, is the yep. theory, um, and then a separate one for the hunter so that people can, you know, and then set, I'm gonna do some head, basic rock headstones with some carving, you know, yep. brave soldiers of Fort Drelev, outmatched fighting giant tiger, and lone hunter, yep. more guts than brains. <laughs> this one doesn't, um, you, you actually have a vague idea who this guy probably is, full of magical crap, because one of the stories you got told was that Speartooth had even managed to kill 
you know, the mighty hunter that had been contracted and sent out to kill him. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, if I got a name, I'll put that up there. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. I don't have one written, but you would presumably have been given one. Uh, yeah. But this is literally like a, a mid-level, mid-to-high-level ranger character. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, things. you know, someone might want to know what happened to him. Yep. Style of thing. So, yes, I will spend a day... Uh, varying. Varying. You gain piety points. Mm-hmm. Make up for the orphanage you burned down. Oh, happily, I'm not that kind of player. Alright, so, um... And then, basically, we'll spend the night... Um, We'll spend the night um, resting because yep. you know didn't really get enough sleep. Hurt. Yep. Spend is, the day resting. Bryn is actually going to slog one of her potions of cure moderate wounds on the basis that if anything else comes calling in the night, I want to be ready for it. Yep, sounds like a plan. It's not likely, but she's paranoid enough now. Yeah, yeah. We, there's certainly a lot of big beasties out here. As it is, night passes uneventfully. Sweet. But she doesn't necessarily know that, so... Yeah. Okay. Alright, and the question, of course, is um, how we could go about um, handing in the fangs. In what sense? Um, the I'm just wondering about how we actually want to claim that reward. Like, do we ride up to some isolated radio outpost and hand them over as us? Uh, no, no, you've been um, told to bring it to the captain of the guard in Fort Drelev. Yeah. Who will pay out your bounty? Right, so it's going to need to be. It's going to need to be a disguise. Yes. Yep. Yeah, or you're going to need to pay it off in a roundabout fashion. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. But you, you have literally already gone and talked to guards in Fort Drelev in disguise to get this plot, this quest in the first place. Yes, that's very true. So you don't and. You certainly don't anticipate any trouble doing this. Yeah. You know, look like a big tough guy that could kill a tiger. Yeah. Go show him your giant tiger fangs. And yeah. That's your money. Yep. Was old Speartooth's lair in the hex? Uh, somewhere, certainly. One moment, call. Uh, south of centre. Yes. Towards the bottom of that hex, the hills start turning back into plains. So. There we go. And we explore that hill hex. Yep. I am assuming old Speartooth is what it was enough. Pretty much. Yeah, you're yep. not terribly surprised to find there's only one giant ancient predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I believe I will take Bryn up. And um, explore a couple of the hexes neighbouring Fort Drelev. By all means. Given that she's all stealthy and all. Where to? Uh, C5. Yep. Seem to be jumping there, but possibly you've already. Uh, so I've already explored B6. Yep. So just going to walk through B6 and head up to C5. Fair enough. Uh, it is empty grassland. 
and then from there head um, up to C4. C4. So this one is hills. Yep. Uh, you find a an actual marked um, uh, what you would call a marked monument slash gravesite here, um, and it again has one of these signs on it that says. Um, uh, in fact, I'll give you a better description of that. So in the hills, you find a small cave that is overlooking the valley floor near the top of one of the hills. Yeah. Um, and in front of the cave, there is a big sign that has been erected that says, Hair led three foul chimeras, you know, that threatened the citizens of good Fort Drelev. Yeah. Um, you know, with mighty Hannes Drelev taking the field, taking the field with his warriors and knights with him, you know, he threw down the beasts and smote their ruin, etc., etc., etc. Uh, and then there are three chimera skulls set up in a monument around here. Nice. Um, and a and a mass grave marked, you know, men who lost their lives defending Fort Drelev's borders. Yeah. So there were three chimeras here. Yeah. Drelev is actually well. Again, Drelev has hired probably out. assuming Drelev didn't come out and hard man it himself, despite yeah. what the sign says. But yeah. according to the sign, he slew them all. Yeah. As the great glorious captain of his armies. Yeah. Because he's awesome or something. He's so awesome. Okay. And that... Yeah, it's, it's just a sign. There's no giant statue out there to his magnificence because who could see it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Chimera Monument? Yep. You have, however, poked around in town and in Fort Drelev enough to have found the giant statue of Drelev with the list of his great victories in the founding of Fort Drelev, which included slaying a, a lair of chimeras. Yeah. And the naga that was in the swamp. Yeah. Yes, we've run across several of um, Drelev's monuments to his greatness. Yeah, yeah, now. but he's, he's got a giant statue in town of himself heroically posing with a sword that's got his grand victories and dates and things listed on the bottom. Excellent. <laughs> okay. And yep, hills, dead chimeras. Sweet. Stuff. And we'll go across into D5. D5 is... So this one has the road going through it. Yep. I think is already drawn in on yep. the map. Yeah, I do. Oh, I've ridden through it several times. I just haven't actually poked around in the, ra- in the surrounding grasslands. Yep. Uh, when you go poking round in it, you will see evidence of actual farmlands and things in here. Oh, this is an actual farm It hex? is an actual farm hex. Ah, so he does have one. Yep. Cool. And that is um, all of the um, central area except Fort Drelev itself explored. I just haven't done the um, western border. Yep. Up the top, so that's a not a bad effort. And then the edges of that hex start to turn back into swamp again. Yeah. We've been through that swamp already. Alright, at which point we will saddle up and we'll or run alongside as yep. the case may be. Slow down. And, and take the road out. Yep. You take the road to nowhere. At <laughs> which point, um, I will, still having a, a moderate chunk of monks left, yep. um, hook up with Michaela and head back in. 
Because our plan is to go, the catfishy merchants are going to return and hand in the teeth for the bounty. Yep. Or indeed, I think we might at this point be what would costume up as wandering adventurers. Yep. Heard there was a bounty. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, because we've already done the disguise, you're waiting yep. for Drelev rolls. Unless the circumstances change, you're not going to have a problem doing this. Yeah. Changing your disguises here doesn't sound substantive enough. If you were trying to sneak into the city disguised as Quintessa Murray, that might be more of a role required. Yeah. As it is, you go in as, you know, burly, hard man adventurer types. Yeah. Um, and you go to the guards and say, look, we've killed old Speartooth, where can we find the captain of the guard? Get directed to a guard post. And when you go in, um, you see a guy there with this immaculately groomed moustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks down at the two of you, quite, looks, looks quite down his nose at the two of you, and Yes. You'll see he is wearing a variety of mercenary colours as well, instead of the classic Fort Drelev armour. Uh, Kaelin is, of course, disguised as a human, because, yep. you know, the half-orc thing a bit, bit, bit uh, uh, telltale, but um, he is, in this point, he, he, there's no reason he can't be from a peasant background, so he just sounds like himself. He says, we hear you got a bounty on some tiger out, out west. We come for the bounty. That's correct. Doubtlessly you cannot read it, but if you bring proof of Speartooth's head of fang... And Kaelin will remove an enormous tooth from his bag and shove it into the... drop it on the guy's desk. Hmm. Add another one. That does appear to be a giant tiger fang. He goes off comes back with like a literally a magnifying glass and yeah. sits there and examines it. And does appear to have been removed from a recently deceased specimen. Then does appear to be pointy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes over this with an almost insulting amount of care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and can you and Michaela make me an intimidate check? She is happy to just assist you. Uh, yep. Which she does without rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mikhail's intimidation is pretty damn good. <laughs> you'll, you'll understand why in a moment. I can, I can, I can sense a vibe like someone might be thinking about stiffing me. <laughs> right. I have rolled a 15. I'm not a crit fumble, but I am... That will get you something. Yeah, I am... Kind of unsatisfied with it. On the other hand, with Michaela adding it, it's a 17, which is probably not worth the hero point. Mm, no. No, damn it. Uh, 15 is the low end success that you need. There is a higher end success at 25. Yeah. Uh, I will. Throw the beating into the mix. Kaelin is just... No, Kaelin took one. Yeah. Or indeed, Bryn took one. He's not prepared to be stiffed by some trailer flunky who has clearly never seen actual combat. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a... 29. That's my edition. Okay. So, this the, the, the captain of the guard checks this tooth over with almost insulting care. And says, it does appear to be genuine. I'll get you your reward. Goes off, 
has a couple of guys keeping an eye on you, goes into the back for, you know, ten minutes or so, none of which is terribly surprising to you, because it's unlikely he's got a bag of 8,000 gold yeah. sitting around on his desk. Um, comes back out and hands you the bag, and, you know, Michaela sort of looks to you and you look to Michaela and you both nod to each other as you have the same thought. Like, he's been eyeing you up and down as he does this thinking that, you know, he's got a lot more guards than than you have the two of you, and if he stiffs you, who are you going to complain to? On the other hand, you were badass enough to presumably kill the giant tiger that his men couldn't kill, so how much does he want to risk stiffing you? On the other hand, he's kind of confident in the amount of troops he's got, and this is his city and all this sort of thing. Um, when he comes back, he hands you a bag, and... You pick it up and get a satisfying clink of gold pieces, but it does feel light for 8,000 gold pieces, and you sort of give him a look, and he pauses, reaches under the table and puts another bag on the table. Pick that one up. It still feels a little light. Mm-hmm. Kaelin gives him... Uh, Kaelin, it's not quite as good without the fangs, but Kaelin gives his... I'm thinking about... A special I'm thinking about decapitating... He, he imagines the guy as Gregory and gives him a special I'm thinking about decapitating look. He sort of scratches worriedly at the ends of his moustache and then reaches down, pulls out another bag and puts it up and says, There. For your convenience of counting, I've placed 6,000 in the large bag and 1,000 in each of the smaller ones. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> like he's gone in the back, gotten the 8,000, taken a 1,000 out, put it aside, taken another 1,000 out, put it aside, and he's gonna see if he can just walk off with the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and then he But he's, he's not really prepared to run on the theory that you might be those sort of savage murder hoboing adventurers he's yeah. heard so much about. Yeah. Alright. And yes, you slay Speartooth. And we get and you eventually get paid all the money you're due for it, eight thousand gold. Excellent. And then, which is actually the standard bounty you were um, yes promised. Yes. So um, I we are then going to see Lily and Visky and um, Tyrion Nemeshti on the quiet. Yep. Um, because I want to ask Tyrion to put it out there that um, Caelan has killed Speartooth. And the bald mummies. Fair enough. <laughs> you, and, you know, in fact, I'm going to give him a list of things Kaelin has killed for the kingdom in, the, in, the, in the vicinity of, yep, Port, yep. of large beasties that were living around And I killed Port some Trailer. giant dragonflies. That one probably doesn't matter so much. Yeah. And um, asking to, you know, obviously Kaelin can't go around town publicly saying that Kaelin did this, yep. but... But you rumors know, can be spread to yeah, that effect. And the people will hear that someone has killed Old Speartooth, and it can be put about that that someone was in fact Caitlin. Now, uh, the only thing that will be brought up is you can do that. It's good for your long-term political goals. It's less good for your short-term disguisey goals, because if rumor gets out that Caitlin did it, then the captain of the guard knows some guy that looked like Yay came in, claimed to have done it, and etc. etc. Obviously, it wasn't Caitlin. Uh, but it suggests that Kaelin is working through proxies or disguises or something in that neighborhood. That's very true. It's it's both good and bad for you. Like I say, it's good for your long-term political goals to spread this around. Yeah. A- and also doing it now lends you more credibility than after the fact. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally killed Old Speartooth now that the adventurer that did it is long bonded off. Yeah. I think probably... We- 
Yeah, I think we will we will take that chance. What we will probably do is just spend less time in Fort Greylev until we come back with no problem. armies. Um, so I'm also going to ask Lillian as um, if she um, would like any money from Stagthorn for the upkeep of the various people she's been looking after for us. Uh, one thing I can say for you is that you look after your own. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can come up with an appropriate reimbursement when this is all over. Fair enough. Some something suitable for the amount of work and effort I have put into preserving the peace of Fort Draylev and keeping its best interests in mind at all times. Hmm? She says, angling round for that viceroy position. Yeah, yeah, I figured she was. Yep. On the other hand, you know, there's no saying I can't. You know, potentially buy her off with a noble estate or something. Mm-hmm. Certainly true. I mean, Aversky never leaves money on the table. <laughs> All right. I'm really looking for someone as viceroy who doesn't hate me, which you know probably isn't her, and may well not be Tillerian after um, dratted Cassandra gets all done screwing up my life with her love life. <laughs> Okay, and what next for your life? Um, at that point, we head back to Elk's Rest, for, um, having you know one giant tiger, being, one giant tiger, and two tiger badges being enough for one month. Yep, no problem. Um, so, and I now have a moderately large pile of treasure. Yep. Which I am going. So basically, next month's agenda. Yep. I want to get the legend or wisdom from from uh, uh, Tristra, Tristra yep. who's had enough time to um, think about these things. Yep. I want to divvy the treasure and potentially buy anti Niska and Trial Ground style stuff. Yep. Anything I can think of that will give me the edge for the you know Trial Grounds I have no idea about and decapitating Niska, which you know I'm pretty engaged with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh yeah, and the other people that are in there. Am I the twice born? Some guy. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, well, in, in all fairness, he may not be by the twice born yet, but he's still an eight foot tall. Uh, he's still a very large, tiger board barbarian. I do want him dead as well. Um, and then having, and then have a kingdom turn, and then actually go into the ty- trial grounds, decide who's coming with me, go into the trial grounds, see what's what. Yep. So that is the plan. Sounds good. So I was thinking, um, potentially we could do treasure division and legend law. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll write the legend law while you're um, wittering around on kingdom turns or what have you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because the treasure division doesn't tremendously traditionally take very long. So, um, what I will do is get you out of DMG if you don't. Oh, you do have one over there. Yep. And you can look up prices for things. I can do that. Kayla will presumably identify several things for you. Yes, please. Um, so, many things indeed. We have a magic cookery. Okay. One moment to load my magic cookery. And that came out of the Orbor, actually. Uh, it is a plus two defending cookery. Interesting. Uh, and thus it is worth 18,000 gold. Cool. Cool, we have a magic ring. It is a ring of discernment. It is worth 2,500 gold. Interesting. And it adds plus five to your sense motive checks. Interesting. 
Yep. Um, magic braces. Uh, they are braces of armor plus four. Whew. And I don't know what they're worth off the top of my head. That's okay. I'll just put braces of armor plus four. Mm-hmm. And um, we can do values for things you don't know off the top of your head later. Uh, 16,000 gold. Very nice. Well, they're probably limited utility for the specific party, but yeah. a, a, a wizard, Umberweed or someone, or more combat wizard would pay a lot of money for them. Um, I don't know, the braces of armor don't really excite me. A mage armor kind of replicates them pretty easily. Yeah, but the thing is, um, if you start actually, when you start getting higher level and you start, the thing is, mage armor never goes plus, above plus four. Yeah. If you wear those and a ring of protection, you've actually got a more reliable armor bonus that doesn't rely on you to spend the spell slots. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, uh, there's a metal wand. It is a wand of lightning bolt. Ooh. With 22 charges on it. Kind of said someone might want that. Which is worth uh, some amount of money. Got calculator there. It's worth 4950 Very nice. Um, magic longbow. Uh, things. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just, you know, read the adventure and find out what all the treasures are? I can if you want. Uh, It is an animal bane, magical beast bane, composite longbow. Wow. Hunting. Uh, thus making it worth 8,300. Ooh. It's pretty. <laughs> Probably kind of ridiculous for Kettle to spend that kind of money on a bow. It is pretty. Magic quiver. Uh, it is an uh, efficient quiver. What would be otherwise being a loner's efficient quiver? Ah, uh, loner's efficient quiver. No. In this case, it is Aristotle's efficient quiver. Oh, cool. And that does for you when it's at home I can probably tell you it's like a bag of holding but for arrows as I recall yeah, it's going to be under bloody quiver efficient or something <laughs> quiver of Ilona here it is uh, blah 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 uh, so it is like a bag of holding for that it holds 60 arrows, 18 javelins, and a bow. Yeah. Uh, 1,800 gold. Yep. And then two magic arrows. Two magic arrows. These. I'm not sure what these are worth. of animal slaying. Ooh. Uh, if they strike an animal, the animal must make a DC 20 fortitude save or die. Wow. Uh, they are worth 2,200 each. Okay. Doesn't help if you don't get to fire them. Though. No, I see the problem. 
And then um, question, what's a Cloak of Resistance plus three worth? 9,000. 9,000. Cool. And the initial money to one divide up from this treasure is 50,000 gold pieces. Mm-hmm. It'll get smaller once I actually pocket into bits for party shares. And... Alright, that's alright. Um, Talon is going to purchase the scepter. Okay. Because, you know, it's an awesome king scepter. He's going to leave the plate commemorating the dead king on there, mm-hmm. on the basis that it's a cool history thing. Yep. But he's taking that scepter. So I have... And you can pretty trivially track down who King Artaxerxes was with Tristan's various um, historical ranks and libraries. And that it's another one of those kingdoms that popped up and died about a hundred years ago. I figure it's a um, it's a nice a it's a cool object, and b it's a nice Kayla doesn't have a scepter, and b it's a nice reminder. You know, yep. it's it's kind of a daily reminder that we have to make sure our kingdom isn't one of those kingdoms. Yep. Piece of history and the like. So, um, if people want to take a look at this, I presume someone, I presume Brynel fancied a cool dragonfly cloak of resistance. Yeah, she was certainly buying it up. I also have, um, spear tooth pelt tiger skin rug. Mm-hmm. Which is totally gonna to be in, um, Kaelin and Bryn. You know, have, uh, no, I was thinking, um, there's gonna be a hearth in there somewhere. Yep. The kids can play in front of the fire with, you know, there's a tiger skin right. So, yeah, Bryn will happily hoik the um, Dragonfly Cloak of Resistance. Uh, I would think somebody would be interested in that Ring of Discernment if um, you or not. Uh, you've got that... Um, as being worth preposterously too much money, incidentally. Oh, okay, I'll redo my money then. It's um, 2,500 gold, not 25,000 gold. No, that explains it. It didn't seem a bit preposterous. It's, it's a plus five skill ring. Like yeah, yeah, a, um, yeah, yeah. Ring of jump or whatever. Sorry. It's no problem. Yeah, no, I'll just re- yeah. That's right, I'll just redo the monies and it'll come out okay. And the rest of it is not of um, compelling interest. Yeah, no, I like my ring of freedom. The, the, the ring of discernment is cool, but I like my ring of freedom of movement. Actually, that is very simple because I just removed that zero and then just do the calculations over again. The thing is, um, there was no real alarm sounded by the total that the money came up to. I'm just used to adventurous having preposterous um, gold totals. It's it's hard to argue with. Mm -hmm. So that's um twenty five hundred gold, which is a um presumably more reasonable total. I'm not sure if anyone actually wants that ring of discernment over um what they presently have. That's fair enough. I mean, um, is um, it? would have would have it, but doesn't um want it over the ring she's got. Yeah. Michaela would have it, but doesn't want it over the ring she's got. And Corwin and Tristan probably aren't that interested in having plus five for their sense motives. And, you know, ring slots are pretty good. There's no real point buying it. Tristan's only wearing one. Yeah, yeah, but there's no real point buying it and then trading it out for the really awesome ring that you're going to encounter in the near future. Yeah. And Catelyn's going to restrain himself from buying the magic bow, given that he already has a magic bow. Fair enough. 
enough. It's a really cool magic bow, but Caitlin is not an archer and really doesn't need that awesome a magic bow. I'm not to argue with. Caitlin's also going to note down that he spent one of his fate points, so intimidating the guy. Alright, so I have um, money totals here, which I will note down on my various sheets. Yep, all good. And we begin by rolling stability. Yep. Ooh, which I crit fumble. Okay, so you gain a point of unrest. Uh... No, it is my stability, my total is 87, and my control DC is 95. Right, so you fail harder. Yep. So you gain one point of unrest on the D4. Okay. Believe I will change dice. Satisfied by this this dice's outcome. People are still worried about the war. Pay your consumption. Yes. um, Still seven. Gain a magic item, or however many magic items. Still just the one. Cloak of the bat. <laughs> Enables you to hang upside down, turn into a bat and fly. Uh, I see. <laughs> oh, yes, I do vaguely remember that thing. Probably nobody desires it. But... Uh, I, I, I'm going to assume nobody does unless someone comes out and says that a cloak of the bat is what they've always desired. No. No. Still cool, still damn expensive, but I'll have to think over if I want to um, purchase that at some point. I want to purchase that for the trial, um, and I will clear the potion, um, neutralize poison at this time. Leave the cloak of the bat for another day. Use your Royal Enforcer Huxley to ninja murder people to lower your own rest? No, I'm good. Change leadership? Yes. Um, I would like to try improving my promotion level. No, no, change leadership. Oh, right, sorry. Helix no. come after your buildings. Right, sorry. No no changing leadership. Probably doesn't madly matter. We might as well keep to the No, order. no, we should do the order. Okay, claim hexes, build terrain. Okay, yeah. Okay, here we go. Yep. So, um... Kaelin is um, claiming a couple of um, two more hexes in the green belt. Exciting. Um, which uh, he is claiming um, D1 yep. as he finally expands his border a bit north towards Brevoy, yep. which is an interesting grassland hex which he is putting a farm in. And he is claiming A3, which is an uninteresting gra- grassland hex on Grail's border he's putting a farm in. Yep. Um, then he is building a road from Elk's Rest up through C3, <coughs> directly towards Drelev. How provocative. <laughs> Drelev might go to war with you. Yeah. It, it, it looks almost to a, you know, observer with slightly above the brain of a shrimp that Caelan might be thinking of marching an army towards Drelin's border at some point now that he knows where the convenient route is. Uh-huh. Um, additionally to that, Caelan is, um, building a herbalist in Elk's Rest. Yep. With a house that, um, already existed therein. Yep. Um, 
he is building a new house in Lakeview yep. for future buildings. And he is putting a brewery in Murphale. All good. Which is experiencing very, very slow urban renovation. Making lizard beer. Making lizard beer. All good. Um, so the herbalist in Elseris will be um, Balkan's apprentice on the basis that, um, you know, they've now presumably absorbed enough herd lore and we need to get them out of there before they go crazy too. Yep. At which point we'll replace them with a new apprentice. Yep. And the theory being, you know... No one person has too much exposure to them. Fair enough. And that was about it. All good. Uh, my, um, I'm working hard on improving the kingdom size. Two hexes a turn, and we're now up to 71, Amiga 29. Mm-hmm. Off the next kingdom size. Okay, so then you're going to... The next step is create army units and issue edicts. Yes, so I am not going to create any army units, however I would like to try issuing an edict. Yep. Um, which is specifically my promotion level is currently standard. And it's going to aggressive. I would like to change it to aggressive, okay. yes. Your stability goes up by one. Yep, um, so I get to find out what this does. Yep. Yep. And your consumption goes up by two. Yep, so consumption goes from two to four. Yep. Cool. I am... And my unrest goes up by one. Yep. So people worry. I'm spending all our money on promotion. Yep. Alright, so it goes up by... Six plus two is not seven. <laughs> and the consumption goes back up to seven. Alright, and I better actually increase the promotion that was. Yeah, and um, Stagthorn is now um, getting a much more aggressively promoted as the sort of place where you might want to come and move to. Yep, especially if you didn't want to live in Fort Drelev anymore. Yeah, well, you know, some, well, admittedly, that's kind of like deciding you don't want to live in East Berlin, though, right? Expensive point, that's how these things go. Okay. Yep. And then you get your taxes. Yes. Woohoo! That was a nice roll. And I um, break a hundred mm-hmm. as I roll a ninety on the dice and pick up thirty-five build points plus tw- uh, twelve. Which is a good solid total. All right. Does anything happen? Uh, yes, a minor one. Okay. Um, so your kingdom is is pretty well patrolled and protected but still has a reasonable number of natural predators in it because you still live in a wilderness-oriented environment. Yeah. You know, as part of your guard forces, you actually have rangers and um, that sort of thing. Um, Your marshal's job is explicitly to go out and hunt dangerous monsters and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Nonetheless, you still have natural predators that come through the area and are born or new ones that come in and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, This month, however... What you have is um, 
a variety of sort of plagues and illnesses and diseases that are confined specifically to bears and these types of predators really massively cut them down. And this is taken as a sign of Aristotle's favour for all the mighty monster killing that Caelan has been doing. Oh, neat. Shiny. Aristotle is stretching his hand over the kingdom to take care of other people's problems, predator problems. Uh, so this natural blessing gives you a plus four bonus on stability checks. Four. For your next turn. Yep. draw some little markers to draw um, draw my attention to that because mm-hmm. you know quite a bit of time sometimes goes by between kingdom turns yeah. but um, if that doesn't do it I'm dead blind <laughs> that's it for your events in your kingdom turn yes and then I thought the um, cool dramatic Ormond Bane um, legend lore might be a good thing to close out on by all means. So, Tristan will come to you uh, when you come back uh, with Corwin in tow. And he says, Oh, uh, Kaelin, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, so, the good news is I found out exactly how we could destroy Orbanbane if we can acquire it by sending my spirit out into the winds of the first world and listening to the old stories. Uh, I still find it impressive you can do that. And, and Corwin's given me some, some very helpful suggestions on what the what the rhyme I received meant. I says Corwin, not looking terribly thrilled with all this. So that's the good news. What's the bad news? Well, Orvenbane, obviously, as we've suspected, is an artifact. And all artifacts can be destroyed by some specific set of conditions. Uh set either deliberately at the time of their creation or as a counterweight, a balance from the gods uh, to prevent their existence from becoming overwhelming. Uh, like, we've run into the Oculus of Abaddon, which could be destroyed by having a sufficiently holy man give up his sight for it. Ah, oh, yeah, I remember. So, as you know, some artifacts can be destroyed very easily, like the Oculus of Abaddon. I wouldn't call that easy, but I do gather there's worse. And some artifacts can be destroyed in a more difficult fashion, like Orvenbane. Okay, so what's the, what do you got to do to destroy Orvenbane then? Well, you'd, you'd probably better hear this. To the realm of judgment you must go to face each man's final foe. Into your gravestone the sword thrice swing. See your fate, your future, and feel death's sting. A mag twice-born soul dies at last pass. When slain neath the sparrow's looking glass. Huh. I, I've got a pretty good idea what that's talking about. Well, obviously it's not good news, but I'm glad someone has an idea what it's talking about. I mean, well, the realm of judgment is presumably Phrasma's boneyard, yes? Aye, there's only one realm of judgment, and that's the boneyard, where all souls pass through to my lady's final gaze to be sent on to their proper resting place where they're meant to spend their eternal days. God, now I'm right, man. The <laughs> uh, boneyard's an entire realm of reality, massive beyond everything you can envisage. I understand powerful enough magic can take you to such places, but it's I... never been something I've te- been tempted to experiment with myself. That's that's 
relatively easily done as far as such things go. I can I can get you to the boneyard if it comes to that. But in any place where no man's supposed to go. Yeah, I that's that's what I'm thinking. Not I'm alive led, anyway. From what I'm led to understand, it's a massive string of gravestones, mausoleums and head markers. You'll find everyone's grave there, yours included. Oh, I see. You're supposed to go to the boneyard and take a mark sword to the to your grave. Strike it three times against your own grave. Aye. Aye. The swinging the weapon bits, I'm sure, quite easy. What's the rest of it mean then? Oh. Uh. Well, Amarg's soul, as we understand it from Lord Fancy Pants here's researchers and things. I admit they're kinda useful here. <laughs> Tristan smiles. Uh his soul's in his soul's supposed to be in Orvenbane, right? Aye. So it's been trapped there as a way of keeping it from the lady's judgment. Aye. Free it in the bone free it in the boneyard by striking it against your own grave, and a lady will come and claim what's hers, what's stolen from her in the first place. Aye. Uh, Sparrow's looking glass. Well, you know Sparrow's a psychopomp, don't you? No? Tristan nods. Well, of course. What's that when it's at home? A psychopomp. A harbinger of the dead. A soul collector. Boneyard's full of them. Sparrow's sparrows everywhere. Millions and millions and millions and millions of them. Okay, so what's a sparrow's looking glass? Well, that, that would be its eye. Uh, in, under the boneyard, under the watchful eyes of the sparrows, Amag's soul can finally move on to where it's supposed to be. I, I presume, based on psychopompic literature, that the sparrows will literally come and claim him. Aye. I'm not seeing the downside, but I feel beyond going to the boneyard itself. But I feel it has to be there has to be more to it than that. Well, uh... You know what I've said in the past about how sometimes you can tell when a man's to die? Aye. Well, that knowledge comes from the lady. The lady knows when you're to die. The date, the time, the method. It's written on your gravestone. Do you think that's something that you're meant to know? Nay. So going on... Could you go around the other side, like, not look at it? (laughs) <laughs> Tristan and Corwin look at each other. I don't think you'll find it quite that simple. <laughs> Could you really get there to your own grave and not look? I'd rather not know. I don't want to go find my own grave at all comes to, comes to that. On the other hand, I don't want to keep blooming Orvin Bane around the kingdom just waiting for some um, tiger lord nut to come questing for it. Man's not meant to know their time, not generally speaking. And they're certainly not meant to go to the bloody boneyard and look it up like it's a library. Aye, but it seems like the sort of thing that'd get Phrasma right pissed off. But you think she might look more kindly on it, given it's, you know, Orvin Bane, and, you know, she must be still pretty pissed about that? Very possibly. It's just all the guardians between hither and thither that are there to stop souls from... Wandering in and about, wandering in and about the place and doing as they please. Just because you can go to the boneyard doesn't mean you doesn't mean you're supposed to. Aye. Not alive, anyway. And right. I don't really recommend the alternative. Aye, right. I get you. So um, there'd be lots and lots of beasties there to stop us 
roaming as we will. Well, I, I would guess that each man's final foe that the rhyme references would, would be the, the reaper of mythology. You know, death, anthropomorphized. So we'd have to fight death? Well, I, I, I don't know, obviously, but that's, that's my read of the interpretation. Or, well, death is merely a concept. What you'd almost certainly be fighting would be some sort of astral outsider designed to prevent the living from walking around the boneyard. It would merely probably appear in the format of a gigantic being with a scythe that killed you upon touching you. Aye. So you, you can see why I don't think this one will be a pushover like the Oculus of Avaton. The Oculus of Avaton weren't easy, but I, I agree that this sounds a lot worse. Aye, but this is interfering with the flows of fate and time and death. I'm not saying the lady wouldn't like to see it done, but a place as ancient and eternal and that isn't likely to just sit quietly by while you do it. Nay, just because um, just because she might like to see it done doesn't mean she can change the very nature of the boneyard for us. So, or yeah. any way she's probably or any way she probably won't. <laughs> this is totally within your capacities to actually do. The only entry point you need is plane shift. Um, actually finding your own grave might be a bit of a trick. You'd probably want to narrow that down a bit further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As in where it would physically be. Yeah. Um, the problem is that people are not meant to know their own future. Man is not meant to look at his own grave and know the time of his death. And the Boneyard is explicitly populated by a wide variety of dangerous psychopomps whose purpose exists to ferry wayward souls and prevent the living interfering with the process. Which presumably is, the message is don't plane shift into the boneyard like a tourist you get. It's yep. not a, it's not a place for tourists. Cor- that, correct. To provide you with that hint, here's a bunch of large monsters whose explicit purpose correct. is to kill the living. Coincidence, this isn't something I'd ever consider doing even remotely. Orvin Bane might be a different matter, but I can't say it's something I feel comfortable with. Nay, it doesn't sit right with me. It's like Corwin would never... Ever. Just go, let's go to the boneyard. No. It doesn't sit right with me either. And it's not something, it's not something that I want to know. It's not something I want to be doing. I'd prefer to leave, leave the afterlife plans to their own devices. I'm, I'm afraid that's what, it, that's it, what my spying into legends revealed. It's the only way to destroy the sword permanently. I, it's some, um, it, it, it ain't your fault. You, um, I wanted the information and you got it for me. It's, it's something we need to think about, think of before we, um, to be honest, that makes me kind of want to not want to do the, do the Bloomin' Trials. But I suspect we can't get through to where Niska and, um, the rest of them are any other way. Well, the only alternative we have is to wait until Amarg succeeds. At which point he'll be coming out with the sword. Aye, aye, which, doesn't hot sit right with me. We'll and still have the same problem, just with likely with a much more powerful Amarg the Twice Born. Nay, and if we kill him, the um, the then his soul might well just go right back in the damn sword. I would certainly guess so. I Gorham was always a cheater. Well, I'm presuming if he can pull the twi- trick once, he can pull it again as long as Orphan Bane's around. I mean. It does say a mark twice born will never die. Presumably yeah. that's what they had in mind. Could be all hype. Aye, but... There is a... Heaven been... There is a trail grounds and, you know, it, it made Tristram's ears bleed just crying on a... Just, just trying to talk to it a bit. 
it it seems that there's something of Gorum's really up there, and that's where Niska and Co are, and it seems a bit of a bloody coincidence, doesn't it? Uh, Nate, bloody hell, the boneyard. I'm not certain I'd be comfortable going there, even if I were dead. <laughs> well, I can assure you that will happen whether you seek it or not. But it's not something to be feared, it's just the next part of life. Problem is, you're supposed to get to it at the end of this part of life, not jumpstart the process. Aye. <sighs> you rest assured, though, lad, if you do go there and you die, the lady will pass your soul to where it's supposed to be, in Aristotle's grounds. I know, I've... I've uh... You'll never be treated unfairly for trying to cheat the system. Aye, and, um... If I could, I'd, um... It's a, it's a bloomin' shame, um... Bloomin' Gorham already has. It's it's not something I... Uh... Oh, well... Not today's problem, although it is looming up in kind of a worrying manner. <laughs> Thanks, Tristram. Thanks, Corwin. It's good, it's good to know, even if it's not exactly good news. Yep, so that is an option available to you. Yeah. The GM is completely happy for you to take it or not take it as you please. It's not going to um, uh, worry me either way. Yeah. But does that give you a clear understanding of Orban Vane's destruct conditions? It does. It's go to the boneyard and strike it three times against your own grave. Okay. <laughs> Which is a fantastic destructive condition. It is awesome. Terrifying. I love these place of artifacts. Yeah. You can always take one of the other ones. Pass the trials and live the lie. How my twice born will never die. Yeah, well, um, I do wonder if, um, like, I could pass the trials, take the sword, kill the others that are trying for it, and then leave the sword, put the sword back in the trial grounds. Mm. Up to you. Mm. Many options theoretically available. Yes. Alright. So, do you want to leave the session there then? I Kaelin... do. I like, um, Kaelin considers the worrying Kaelin prospect of the contemplates his own death. <laughs> yeah. Dun dun dun.